love this music. I got it. Hey, we are back. We are back to doing podcasts. A few people asked us about podcasts. We stopped for a while. Now we are back. Okay. Doesn't mean we've stopped talking and having big opinions about things, but we haven't been broadcasting or recording our podcasts. So yes. how's everybody doing? Gosh, we missed you. Yeah, we are back. So today's podcast, we are going to, um, we're going to make this kind of like a tribute to um, Dan Hodgins, who has passed away recently. We just heard about that, which is pretty sad. Um, he's a major mentor in the early childhood field. And we posted today on our social media, a quote that uh, from him, and it's, use your inside voice. What the heck is an inside voice? Children come to us from many homes where the inside voice is screaming as loud as you can to be heard, right? No kidding. Yeah. As the youngest of five children, I can understand that, Dan. I get it. Totally yeah. get it. Yep. Yeah, super sad. He he has just so much energy and just quite a life um, for in for the better of early childhood. So yeah. Yeah. Those of us who are of a certain age probably went to a training that Dan did or saw him out there someplace. Um, always had awesome glasses. Yeah. I was always in awe of his really groovy glasses. But um the, the early childhood world lost a, a really key figure yesterday. So we um we honor him and appreciate all that he taught us over the years too. So absolutely. So let's talk about that teacher talk, that inside voice kind of stuff. You know, yeah. let's talk about that. There's lots of things that are kind of teacher talk, if you will. So maybe we'll highlight several of them. Yeah. So um, you know, indoor voices and let's use our walking feet. Um, you know, we hands go- on your own body. Yeah, we're all friends here. You know, those uh, kinds of things. <laughs> use your words. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, let's hit those today. I yeah, think that'll be good. Yeah. And, and you know, it's funny because we hear teachers use those terms all the time. And I think that I really do think that a lot of those terms, they're thrown out there, but kids don't understand them. You know, kids don't get them. And exactly. I think what teachers need to do is focus more on, instead of just throwing those terms out there, focus more on, you know, explaining to children, you know, what they're looking for when they, when they say those things, you know? So if a child is, you know, screaming and loud, sometimes that's the way a child is trying to get across a message. So maybe what we need to do is give that child one of those plumber's elbows and that is, and Kathy, <laughs> a, plumber, a plumber's elbow. <laughs> yeah. Leanne, I know what a plumber's elbow is, but yeah. maybe you should describe <laughs> it for our virtual audience. <laughs> one of those um, PVC pipes that's kind of shaped like a C, almost like a, an old telephone. Now we're really dating ourselves, but a child can put it up to their face and kind of talk into it. So it goes to their ear and their mouth and you talk into it, but a child was very, oh, hold on one second. If people can't see us right I now, do it with my you name. can go to like Home Depot or Lowe's or any high hardware store and ask them for a c-shaped pvc pipe um and it's small it's like a little telephone receiver if you will and you can hold it up to your ear it's a plumber's elbow yeah we don't want the plumber's crack just (laughs) the plumber's elbow yeah all we want is the elbow Right. Go ahead. Sorry, You can give it to a child when they're talking and and have them talk into it. And to be quite honest, they're going to talk quieter and softer because it'll hurt their ears when they're using it to talk. So that's one one tool to use um, when you're wanting a child to talk quieter. But sometimes, you know, obviously a child could be having some hearing issues and that's why they're talking very loud. You know, so these are the types of observations that you want to make a teacher as to recognize why a child is talking. And like Kathy. And and don't use the term... 
Kathy's very loud, but like she said, she came from a family of five children. She needed to be heard. I had to find my place. Um, But it's also important to think about this. Children don't necessarily know what you mean when you say inside voice. So maybe you say, oh, you have a loud voice or, oh, I can hear you fine. You don't have to speak quite so loudly. But we also, Leanne, you know, as well as I do, we'll hear the teachers inside voices. Hey, get down from there. Oh, we're going outside. And then you start to modulate. Five and yell, more so. minutes. Yeah, yeah, five <laughs> minutes. Hey, um, voices. we use inside voices. Five more minutes. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So just, you know, if the children are of an age and a stage and a linguistic ability to understand what you're saying to them, to say, when we're inside, we try to speak a little softer because there's 20 of us in this classroom. Or, you know, when we go outside, we can talk louder because the air can can accommodate that. You know, in the classroom, it's smaller. But it's it's the whole inside voice doesn't make sense to a child who's still a pre-operational thinker. They're not logical thinking yet. They don't get that yet. So you want to be really mindful of that to use terminology that they understand. Right. So, I mean, in, in what's like- an inside voice anyway? Yeah, exactly. And something like walking feet, I always tell when I hear teachers saying over and over again, walking feet, walking feet, you know, children are children, you know, it's in them to run just to kind of go. So I always like to point out to teachers when I'm doing an observation, if they're saying, use your walking feet over and over again, maybe they need to look at their environment and change the environment so that there's not a runway, you know, so maybe that's the first thing they need to do is change their environment so that children don't have a runway to just run to the door when they're asking. Or the sink or the circle rug or whatever. Yeah. Whatever you totally need agree. to do. The other thing too is children are naturally going to run. I mean, it's, it's like me telling my new puppy that I got, I know I'm one of those dummies that got a puppy during <laughs> pandemic, but telling my puppy yes, she did. to uh, jump around and roll around and, you know, be a puppy, you know, these children are going to want to run and that's just natural in them. So we can't always just say, you know, walking feet, walking feet, walking feet, they need to move and we can't expect them to not to, you know, get up and want to run. So that's something else we need to think about. So we need to set the environment in the right way so that children, you know, are going to walk around a classroom versus running around a classroom. So that's if you listed all the qualities or characteristics of a child in the preschool years or toddler years, nobody's going to say slow moving. You're all going to say fast and busy and active because they are. Mm-hmm. And, and they're also loud. So that whole indoor voice thing and that walking feet thing are just so contrary to what a child's natural um, makeup is like. So you try to try to rethink that. Um, I think we're going to do another podcast about risky play or big body play. And we'll talk more about those sorts of things about, you know, you might get hurt or stop that. That's not safe. Um, we'll talk more about that in a different one. But, you know, I, I, I think that too, the indoor voices, sometimes children will use a nice, lovely indoor voice, but they'll say bad things that the teacher doesn't want to hear. And so the child might think, what's wrong? Why is she upset with me now? I just told her that that little bastard over there, oh, I probably shouldn't have said that, but you know, that. That jerky kid over there, yeah, that mother effort took my truck. Uh, yeah. But, but, you know, I said it in a nice soft way. So what does she want from me anyway? We just want to be clear that the teacher talk isn't really necessary. Yeah. How about use your words, Leanne? Oh, use your words just drives me crazy because the big, the biggest pet peeve of that one, I think, is that teachers use that with children that actually can't use their words. You know, they don't have it in them to use their words. So we say, you know, use your words, use your words. And the child doesn't have the words yet to use it, to use them. So it's much more valuable for a teacher to give the child the words 
So when you're talking to a child, you say, oh, you need to say to the, to him that that's making you angry or that's making you mad, or you would like to use that after him. So you want to give the child the words instead of saying, you know, use your words. Cause the kid's like, I have no idea what you want me to say. I know what I want to yeah, say. And if they use the wrong words, forget yeah. about it. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I know what I want to say. I want to say, Hey, you, you little, you know, yeah. um, so yeah, so giving the child the words and the language is much more valuable than just throwing out, use your words, use your words. Um, and, yeah. and I know, Kathy, you said this once before too, you know, if a child is learning different languages, it's hard because they're like, use my words, which ones? Because I'm, I'm using Spanish at home and I'm using English here and I'm not sure which ones I'm supposed to be using right now. Um, it's really difficult for me. Sure. Um, so it is, it's just think about those teacher talk words and how can you make it more valuable for a child instead of just throwing them out there. You know, we hear teachers using those words and throwing them out. And the other thing, you know, get away from the whole, oh, that made me sad or, oh, that hurt my feelings. You know, kids are going to look at you and say, lady, you're like 40 years old. You shouldn't, I shouldn't have that much power over you. You know, what's wrong with you? Wow. You know, the whole, that makes me sad or I'm upset by that. Forget about all that teacher stuff too. It's not about you. It's about the kids. And yeah. we know that you're strong and capable and sometimes you get frustrated. We, we get that, but it's not about, oh, you know, please don't make me sad. Are you going to hurt my feelings? Or, oh, I'm crying if you do that kind of baloney. Forget that stuff too. Yeah, because the kids, when they're in your care, they they want to feel safe. And if, if what they just said or what they just did is making you cry or making you feel bad, they're not feeling safe with you because they're saying, okay, you're an adult. I'm not supposed to be the person that makes you cry. Exactly. Um, exactly. So that's to really think about, you know, they're supposed to feel safe and you're supposed to be a strong figure for them. So if you're, if they're making you cry, rethink that. Um, and one other one is that we're all friends here. Um, oh, I hear know, that a lot too. You know, I've been in places where I'm not friends with everyone in the room, believe it or not. Right, Kathy? <laughs> no, I- maybe, Leah, maybe if you used kind words and inside voices, you'd have more I friends. And I'm mean, saying walking feet when I'm there. I know maybe there I would have more friends. So there you go. Yeah, you might um, want to try that. I should. I need I really <laughs> not use those bad words that I use all the time. I know. No, but, but really. no, really, though, not you know, I, I know that lots of t- lots of teachers will say friends 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 and just remember sometimes somebody another child might be really upset with a child because they did take their thing or hit them or hurt them or take their chair at the breakfast table you know they have their own reasons for that we're not all friends all the time every place we go so you might want to rethink how to say that so you might say at school we you know sit sit whatever with our in our seats or at school, we this or that, or at Miss so-and-so's house, we do this or that, but we're not all friends here. We're, we're doing our best, but yeah. not always friends. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, yeah. It is something to think about, especially when children are having a conflict, you don't want to push the whole friends thing. I mean, I get friends and we're friends and the whole bit, and we want to promote friendships, but when, when, it drives me crazy when two children are having a conflict and you hear someone say, you know, come on, you guys are friends, you know, and it, it, the other kid's like, I'm not his friend right now. We're not friends. I'm angry with him and I'm not his yeah. friend. No, we're friends. And you need to say to your friend, you're sorry. And saying, you know, we need to say, I'm sorry. That's a whole other podcast. I think we've yeah. already done that one before. Yeah, but saying, that. Go back and find that one. If, if you're making, apologize. Apologize. 
you know, you know, if you're not sorry, you're not sorry. And and if you're angry, you're angry at that moment, but it's just, and that's, I think that's key. What you just said, Leanne, in that moment. So in that moment, you don't have to push the friend thing or the, how are we going to do this? Help them negotiate, help them work through it. And don't worry so much about an apology or a changed behavior or whether they're friends or not, you know, just help them, help them get through the conflict. Yeah. So just stuff to think about. Rethink that teacher talk, folks. And, you know, use your walking feet and your indoor voices today and have a fabulous day. (laughs) (laughs) And rest in peace, Dan. We we hope um, we hope that all of our teachers out there make you proud every day. Yeah. Thank you.